The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Outside the Huddle, featuring your host, Lemont Williams, with co-host Jacob Greer. This program is a great resource for players making career transitions, as well as a place to discuss this week's top sports stories. Now, here are your hosts, Lemont Williams and Jacob Greer. Sports of America, welcome back to another week of Outside the Huddle on the Voice of America Sports Network. I'm Lemont Williams, and my co-host is... Jacob Greer. And the contact information, if you want to join the show, is 1-888-346-9144. Or you can email us at Sports at yahoo.com. Jacob, how's your week so far? Hi, man. So far, so good, man. Got on a little golf today, so uh, I'm doing really well today. Yeah, man, we got some, some, some great weather here in Houston, man. It's 90-plus. So I, I guess summer has officially started. I'm... I'm doing well. Uh, uh, as w- I'm doing well myself, man. Excited about the Rockets, man. They got Game Two tonight, so we'll talk about them a little later. But let's go ahead and, uh, and talk about the outline for the show today's show. We'll talk a little Major League Baseball, Houston Astros, as well as A Rod. Uh, invite former NBA DL basketball player Albert Richardson to the show. We'll go around the NFL, recap the NFL play- NBA playoffs. But first, Jacob, let's go ahead and send our condolences to Jack Kemp, family, friends, and, uh, and fans. Uh, for the listeners out there, uh, Jack Kemp, former Buffalo Bill quarterback and congressman, died last Saturday from cancer at age 73. Uh, a little history about Jack from a football standpoint. He was the uh, AFL MVP in 1965. He also served nine terms in Congress. Uh, Jacob, uh, I met Jack Kemp back in 2006 and had the opportunity to consult with him about some future business uh, ventures uh, in the last couple of years. And in the short time knowing Jack, uh, he was always available for me and my questions. And for the most part, he was a great man with a kind heart. Yes, Lamar, he, he, he definitely was. And, you know, the United States has definitely done a, a, a miss him and, and, and serving us. Uh, you know, I, I had a chance to uh, sit down and listen to you talk about him. And uh, it seems like he was a really, really nice person. Yeah, man, he, he was a great guy, man. Uh, uh, he was always available when I need him, either through email or, or call on the cell phone. So he was a great guy. We're going to miss him dearly. Also, Jacob, this weekend during the rookie mini camps, uh, Dallas Cowboys practice bubble facility was hit by some heavy wind and collapsed with about 70 people in the facility. Uh, since we on this line, I want to kind of send, send uh, – Say that we are, we're sending, uh, we're, we're praying for the injured people that was involved with that collapse, and, and, and we're praying for a speedy recovery. Yeah, that was very unfortunate uh, with the bad weather coming through Dallas. Uh, 
you know, it's my understanding that uh, the city had not a, a officially inspected the roof, which were, which had some repairs about a year ago. So uh, they're trying to determine, you know, who's at fault for that situation. But you know, in looking at that man, it seems like Mother Nature was just very overpowering for that for that facility, and you know, it was just an unfortunate situation. Yeah, very unfortunate, man. And again, we're we're praying for the injured people that was involved. Jacob, let's go ahead and jump into the NBA playoffs recap. Uh, NBA playoffs starting from last week with the Rockets game six versus the Blazers. You know, pretty much for the last seven years, Jacob, we you know the Rockets been having this one uh, first round playoff goals hanging over us. But uh, with Yao Ming and company, they showed up last week and, and finally put the Blazers away. Well, I like the uh, comment that Ron Artest made after that game, you know, game a uh, game six win, is that, you know, the Rockets, you know, a lot of people was looking at, you know, the Rockets trying to get past that first round, but, you know, unfortunately the team wasn't, that's not their goals, and uh, I was happy to hear Ron Artest and some other guys come out and say that was not their goals, but, you know, the Rockets was just a little bit overmatched for Portland, uh, so, you know, it, 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 it's good that, you know, the Rockets, you know, won that game and won that series and has moved on. Yeah, I, I really like the fact that the Rockets jumped out there and got got that monkey off their back as far as getting out of the first round without T-Mac. Now they establish an identity and some kind of character for the team, and everything pretty much now goes to Yao Ming, which sets up the, the matchup, uh, round two matchup against uh, the Lakers. Uh, the Rockets goes into L.A. and still gain one pretty much with uh, a physical team play, Jacob. Again, Yao Ming and company played physical defense and had the Lakers on the ropes all night. Well, one of the things that I liked about the contest in Los Angeles, especially, you know, the first game one was that, you know, a lot of people were saying that, you know, the Lakers weren't ready. They had, you know, been sitting for an extended period of time. But, you know, and looking at that, that contest and the matchups of both teams, you know, I felt like the Rockets had a just as a good a chance of winning this series as, you know, as, as, as the Cavaliers may have. Uh, the Rockets, one of the things that they have is they have two defensive guys on their team and, uh, Battier and, and Ron Artest. So one night you can throw one guy, you can throw Battier at him. He's not physical, but he's in your face. And the next night you're going to get a bruiser and Artest. And I, I think that threw Kobe off a little bit in terms of throwing Battier on him the first night because I think he was thinking Ron Artest. So it's going to be a very interesting uh, game tonight uh, between the Rockets and the Lakers. Yeah, I really like the uh, the matchup between Aaron Brooks and Derek Fisher. I think that's the key to the series. I think Aaron Brooks being very aggressive uh, in game one, uh, ended up with 19 points and didn't have too many turnovers. He didn't turn over the ball a lot. And uh, Landry and, and all the other guys coming off the bench played a key role in, in that first win. But uh, what's your prediction for game two? Uh, heading into tonight. Well, I, I think the Lakers are going to regroup tonight, and I think they uh, they're going to probably go ahead and and, and take the, take this game tonight. But I agree with you on your assessments of the point guards. I think Aaron Brooks is a little bit too quick for Derek Frischer, and so I, I noticed in the third quarter, Phil Jackson decided to to send out Jason Farmer, who's the other point guard, younger point guard, who's a little bit quicker. But unfortunately, he could not stay with Aaron Brooks. So I know that that's going to be a matchup problem for Phil Jackson, and I want to see how he's going to answer uh, Brooks tonight in game two. Yeah. Let's go ahead and talk about some other playoff series real quick before we end this first segment. Uh, Denver versus Dallas. In game one and game two, Jacob pretty much Carmelo Anthony and company 
out-hustled and muscled the Dallas Mavericks, uh, thus far taking the lead, uh, the series lead 2-0. Well, I tell you what, in game one, I think uh, Denver sent a message to Dallas uh, uh, when when uh, Dirk Nowitzki was thrown to the floor uh, uh, by one of the uh, Denver defenders. And I think they were sending a message to Dallas that, you know what, this, don't even think about coming in and taking game one from us. And, I, you know, even though I really don't like that series, it doesn't provide enough excitement for me. I just think Denver is too much for Dallas, and I think Denver is eventually going to win that series. Yeah, I'm very intrigued to see how <clears throat> heading back to the, the series shipping to, uh, shipping to Dallas, Want to see how Game Four and Game Game Three and Game Four will play for Dallas now and they're on their home court. Let's go ahead and move into the Cleveland Cavaliers and Atlanta Hawks. Uh, Jacob after after receiving the MVP award, LeBron King James jump on the, on the Hawks early and often, winning by twenty in Game One. I got the Cavaliers winning this series, Jacob, in Game Five, four to one. Yeah, you know what, Lamont, I'm 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 with you on that one. I think the Cavaliers win this uh, win this series in, in five or six. Uh, I, I don't know. I just think the Cavaliers are just a little bit too much for Atlanta. Atlanta went through that series with uh, Miami, and it wasn't a physical series, but, you know, it took a toll in terms of, you know, it was a high-speed contest between uh, uh, Miami and Atlanta, and I think it took a lot out of Atlanta in that series. And, you know, now you're facing a team that's even faster than Miami, and I just think, you know, LeBron's and, and company is just a little bit too much for Atlanta. Yeah, LeBron and riding high right now. I really don't see anybody stopping them. Uh, they riding that momentum wave, um, and, and they jumped on on Atlanta quick. I, I think Atlanta didn't have enough time to game plan within the uh, going to the game seven against the Miami Heat. But, I, but you know what? Yeah. But you know what, Lamont? One of the things I like about Cleveland is they're beginning to have fun playing basketball. And I don't know if you notice their sidelines, you know, during the game. Uh, but you know, they're just having a lot of fun. And I yeah. think that's what it's all about when you're yeah, playing. Yeah, you know, sports. winning winning brings brings that excitement and that energy. So as long as they're winning and, and everybody's hitting all cylinders, I think I think uh, that that excitement will continue on the bench. Lastly, let's go ahead and talk about the Boston Celtics versus the Orlando Magic. Um, and you know we cannot we we pretty much the Magic jumped out there uh, uh, with a, with a great lead. It jumped on the Celtics, uh, like I said about the uh, Cleveland Cleveland Cavaliers and Atlanta Hawks early and often. But Jacob, they almost coughed up that big lead they had. Uh, I'm pretty um, I pretty much want to see how the um, Boston Celtics are going to attack them now in Game Two and see what Doc Rivers is going to do as far as making adjustments. Well, I'll tell you what, man. You know what? Uh, that Boston-Chicago series took a lot out of Boston in terms of uh, conditioning and running. And, uh, you know, I think that, I think Orlando caught them off guard in that first game. Uh, um, you could tell Boston was a little bit winded. But I think Boston will uh, uh, come back to form, and I think you're going to see a much better series between Boston and Orlando. Yeah, Doc, Doc Rivers, during the press conference, went out there and kind of said, you know, it wasn't due to fatigue that they lost. Kind of not, you know, putting it out there that they're not making any excuses for the team or for his players. Uh, but I think, you know, with those guys, the caliber guys they have on their bench and on their on their roster, they'll be set ready for uh, game two. I pretty much think they're they're gonna win this game two tonight. So how do you see the going back to that Rockets Lakers game? How do you see the Rockets Lakers fan tonight? Rockets Lakers game tonight. I, I, you know what? I really believe if Aaron Brooks get out there and, and keep keep that foot on the pedal. Against the uh, L.A. Lakers, Derek Fisher can't really handle. They really don't have anybody. It's all about at this now at this level. Jacob in the playoffs is about matchups, and I think that um, uh, with the Lakers, 
with the Houston Rockets exposing them early as far as the point guard position. If they don't make adjustments, if Phil Jackson don't make those proper adjustments, I think Aaron Brooks will really keep attacking and being aggressive because I don't know if you noticed, but his quickness uh, during the game was, was, was overwhelming for Derek, Phil, uh, Derek Fisher. But, Jacob, it's that time for, our, for us to take a short break. After we come back from this break, we'll go around the NFL as well as invite former NBA DL basketball player Albert Richardson. Next on Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer on the Voice America Sports Network. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports well i was out with my girlfriends the other night on my way back to my car a guy jumped out from behind an suv fortunately i had my taser from spyunlimited.com that was a close one the tools you need to protect yourself are right here. SpyUnlimited.com carries non-lethal self-defense weapons such as stun guns, pepper sprays, and tasers to help you defend and protect yourself and family when you need it most. You'll also find a large inventory of top-quality professional supplies for security and law enforcement agencies, home, child, and personal alarms, asset protection, hidden safes, spy gear, and other unique gifts and gadgets. Call us at 1-323-515-458. Nine or click on the spyunlimited.com banner on this internet channel. Internet channel. Internet channel. From the vantage point, Mafatu saw six war canoes drawn up on the beach. But what held the boys' eyes in awful trance were the figures, the eaters of men, cannibals. Mafatu watched the strange scene, powerless to move. In that very instant, he heard a crashing in the undergrowth. Four figures were tearing through the jungle. He turned and ran blindly down the trail, thinking only of its canoe. If only he could reach it before the savages overtook him. Explore new worlds. Find out what happens next by reading the book Call It Courage by Armstrong Sperry. For other great book ideas, visit literacy.gov. A message from the Library of Congress and the Ad Council. Dad, can I ask you something? Sure. There's this girl I kind of like. Say no more. You just have to impress her. Okay, but how? Just, I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? You know, desks, chairs, people. Grunt if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, oh! Uh. There you go. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball, deep right tail. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we... We cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. 
Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with Lee Mont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer on the Voice America Sports Network. Jacob, is that segment where I love the most, a segment where we talk NFL, we go around the NFL, we talk about last week highlights, uh, headlines, as well as this week. And heading off this week, starting off this week, Jacob, is our good old friend, Brett Favre. <laughs> Man, uh, Brett Favre was, for people out there, that, for the listeners out there that didn't know that Brett Favre was released last week after a disappointing season with the New York Jets, uh, Brett Favre had, had put out there on record that he was requesting uh, for this release a couple of weeks ago, Jacob. Uh, but then he also said he didn't have any plans to, uh, to come back out of retirement. But uh, then a report came out this week that I read today that uh, he's scheduled to meet with uh, Brad Childress, the head coach over at uh, Minnesota, later this week to discuss about opportunities of coming back to play with the Minnesota Vikings. Man, Jacob, I, I, man, this roller coaster, this Brett Favre roller coaster is too much for me, man. Uh, I think Brett Favre should stay retired. Now, let me let me back up. If he has, a, if he wants to play and he's able to play, he should play. But you know, due to his history, I think he should stay retired, man, because eventually he's going to end up hurting his football legacy and uh, uh, just putting a putting a tarnish on on his image. Well, Lamont, the only thing that I disagree with about Brett Favre is is, you know, the fact that if he has an itch to continue playing football, don't continue saying that you're retiring. You know, just that you're putting everything on hold. But I do think Brett Favre still has a lot to offer to a team. And, you know, the most exciting thing that I can see coming out of this whole deal is that he's going to the same conference of the Green Bay Packers. So that's going to be pretty exciting, you know, if Minnesota has a chance to, uh, to sign him. Yeah, it's going to be exciting from uh, from a fan standpoint. Uh, I just hope he doesn't, you know, end up getting an egg on his face if he comes back and, and not be successful like he was last year for the Jets. But, Jacob, uh, the 2009 College Hall of Fame class for college football came out last last week, and on the list was Chris Spielman, linebacker of Ohio State, Gino Toretta, the quarterback that played with Miami. But headline the class of this year is uh, Tim Brown, former wide receiver from Notre Dame, Jacob Tim Brown is a. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure you know he's a Dallas Dallas native, and uh, he won the Heisman in '87. I liked him. I liked Tim Brown's game. Uh, he he put up some decent numbers, record-breaking numbers at Notre Dame. Excuse me, and ended up having a productive year, productive career in the NFL as a receiver for the Oakland Raiders. Well, Lamont, I had a chance to uh, meet Tim Brown uh, out in Oakland a couple of years back, and uh, you know he's a very very nice person. You know, but on the football field, he was unbelievable at the wide receiver and kick return position. And uh, if there was one person that deserved to uh, be inducted, he's definitely one of them. Yeah, yeah, he's a class act type of guy. Uh, always put team first, and was the type of guy to, to go the extra step to do whatever it takes to win. So he's a class act in my book. Also, Jacob, last week, Saints agreed to a new deal to stay in the Superdome through 2000. Uh, 25, I'm sorry, 2025. Jacob, I like this move for two reasons. Uh, this new deal gives the Saints fans and area uh, residents hope that the, city, that the city of New Orleans is rebuilding as well as an emotional lift to return home. And the second reason I like it because the Benson family is planning to spend about $90 million to uh, buy and rehab those downtown uh, high-rises by the Superdome. I like that. That's a great PR move. Far as uh, for the public and as well as they investing their money back into the community. Well, I tell you what, Lamont, one of my favorite cities, uh, you know, in the United States, 
you know, it was very, very uh, 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 good that the uh, New Orleans Saints, you know, decided to stay in the uh, Superdome uh, because, you know, the city of New Orleans needed, you know, they need uh, some positive uh, uh, news coming out of there. And uh, I, I just think if the Saints would have left New Orleans, that city, there was no way that city uh, could return to uh, to the way that it was uh, prior to uh, Hurricane Katrina. But with the New Orleans Saints staying there, I, you know, I think they sent a message to all the people that are living in New Orleans that we're here for you. And I just think it was a great day for the city of New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. Also came out last week an ongoing battle between Comcast Corporation and, and the versus the NFL Network. For the listeners out there, pretty much since 2006, Comcast Cable and the NFL Network have been battling over uh, service packages for the viewers. Uh, Comcast want to pretty much carry the NFL Network on a premium sports channel, uh, sports package, but the NFL disagree with that. Uh, Jacob, here's my thing on this is that, you know, at the end of the day, I, I feel like Comcast is fighting a losing battle uh, because the NFL and their network will bring more, more viewers. Uh, to Comcast, which in return brings more revenue. Uh, for example, I have DirecTV, and uh majority of people I know have DirecTV because the NFL Network comes standard, and, and they have the exclusive rights to the Sunday ticket, which is always good, good for the NFL and for, for their, for their uh, DirecTV package. Well, Lamont, I tell you what, I, you're, you're right. Uh, in listening to this story and reading about this story, I just think Comcast, I don't know who made that decision at Comcast, but to me it was a crazy decision, you know, to move the NFL uh, 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 channel to a premium package. You know, uh, you, you're right. I have DirecTV, and one of the channels that I look forward to because it's a standard channel is that NFL uh, uh, channel. And for Comcast to make that move, in terms of competition, uh, you know, it was just a bad move on their part. Yeah, bad business decision, and whoever made that decision in the executive office should be on their way out the door because any time you partner with the NFL and that shield, you're always going to bring revenue to the table because they're a billion-dollar uh, corporation. Let's go ahead and talk about a few guys that got some new deals, signed new deals, and a couple of guys got released last week. Darren Strolls signed a, signed a one-year franchise tenure last, last week with the San Diego Chargers, giving them $6.6 million. Uh, great move by the Chargers front office again. Uh, they, they locked up, was able to restructure LaDainian Thomas earlier early this year. Now they they able to uh, sign Darren Strolls to a one-year uh, franchise tenure. Jacob Darren is a great compliment, complimentary back for LaDainian Thomas. Last year uh, he stepped up pretty much in the playoffs when LT went down with a groin injury. Well, you know what? You took it, you took it right off of my tongue. I mean, he really stepped in last year in the playoffs for LaDamian, and I think he proved himself to the, uh, San Diego Chargers, uh, and, you know, front office. And, you know, I, I, I think, you know, San Diego did an excellent job in going in and, uh, re-signing him and letting him know that he's wanted in San Diego. Yeah, he's a triple threat. I mean, he's a double threat, uh, He's a double. He's a threat. Double threat on offense as well as special teams. And when you have a guy like that, you got to reward him. You always need him on on your, on your team because uh, late in the playoffs, and pretty much San Diego made the playoffs the last two or three years. You need a guy just in case your main guy go down. So he's a great asset for that team. A couple of guys got released last week. Jacob uh, Arizona Cardinals released running back Edron James. Uh, man, that on and off relationship over there, pretty much uh, was finalized last week. Kind of, they kind of granted uh, Edwin James' wish last year. He kind of requested to be released, but they kept him on um, to uh, to help him in the push, making that push to the Super Bowl. 
I figured uh, I figured that after the Cardinals drafted Beanie Wells that they was going to release Edwin James with uh, uh, with that pick, but pretty much Jacob Edwin James didn't live up to the hype that he had coming from from Indianapolis Colts, and and I, at the end of the day, I think he's going to end up with another team, and I hope he's successful. Yeah, with the draft of Wells and, you know, with uh, Hightower coming on as a very productive uh, back, uh, you know, I, you could see the writing on the wall for Etrin James. It's just unfortunate for him. And you're right. when he, You know, at Indianapolis, he was a very productive back, but it seems like when he got out to Arizona, uh, you know, it just wasn't a system. Either he didn't fit the system or, you know, he just wasn't motivated. I don't know what happened, but... Uh, you know, the Arizona Cardinals re- releasing him, and you hope that he can pick up with someone uh, before before the season starts. Yeah, uh, you know, another part, maybe he didn't fit the system. That might be an issue, but another thing, they had a, they had a revolving door as far as coaches. Uh, Denny Green was out there one time. They had another coach before Denny Green. Then they got the new coach this year. I mean, uh, he'd been there for two years. So with it changes at the head of the body. It eventually affects the whole team. Far as direction and, and, and identity, so again, he's he's you know he's a guy he's going to end up landing with another team. Let's go ahead and move to the Denver Broncos releasing Selvin Young last week. Uh, uh, you know, Selvin is a Houston native. Selvin had an average rookie year last year, Jake. He, he put up some decent numbers last year, but he could never shake that injury bug. Man, he had back and groin injuries. Uh, when I first saw that that he was released, I thought about the Texans uh, signing him. However, my sources over there told me that they're pretty much not interested in Selvin Young and what he brings to the table. Yeah, I think a lot of teams are going to be concerned uh, concerned with his injury, Lamont. And you know, it's just unfortunate, you know, that the uh, that the uh, Broncos released him, and I think that was a concern of theirs uh, as well. And you know, again, I, I think he's going to have a hard time this year uh, uh, finding a team. I think he's going to have to pretty much go and work, you know, get get himself back to a point where he's injury free, and then probably you know retry for another team. Yeah. Now, we only got like two minutes before our next next break, so I want to touch about a subject that I got to eat, or really got a minute and a half for next break. So briefly, Jake, I want to talk about this 2009 rookie allocation money that came out. Pretty much, it was a top 32 list of, of teams that had uh, that received the most money in allocation rookie allocation pool. Uh, Detroit hitting that list with more than eight million dollars. Our beloved Texans, Houston Texans, was number 17 on that list with more than four million dollars. Uh, for the listeners out there, they want to know what's the allocation uh, rookie pool. Pretty much, it base it's, it's a it's a rookie pool, a cap within the cap that represents the maximum amount of money that each franchise can spend on their draft picks. Uh, for example, the uh, uh, Detroit Lions signed Matt Stafford to a six-year deal with 40, 41 million guaranteed, making his contract somewhere, Jacob, I think like seven eight million, something like that. It was reported. So that pretty much put that pretty much put Detroit were in a large pool where they had to have somewhere over seventy one percent or higher to kind of sign their remaining picks. Right, Lamont. Uh, you know, I know we have to. I know we have to go to a break. I tell you what. Let, why don't we take this up in the next in the next segment? Yeah, we'll, we'll go ahead and do that. Heading to the break now, as well as we're gonna go ahead and invite uh, former NBA DL basketball player Albert Richardson. Next on Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer on the Voice American Sports Network. Uh, Coach Frank Bush talked about your leadership. Connor, this is... 
Brady. Kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or an individual and you need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the Mega Life and Health Insurance Company can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and individuals just like you who need affordable health insurance to get it. So call us right now. 888-459-4825. 888-459-4825. 5-9-4-8-2-5. Don't take a risk with your family's health insurance. It's not worth it. If you're self-employed or an individual and you need affordable health insurance, call us now and see how we can help you. 888-459-4825. 888-459-4825. 888-459-4825. Home office, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Not available in all states. Benefits may vary by state. When I found out my jeans were made using child labor in sweatshops, I wrote a letter to the company saying, reconsider your labor practices. A few months later, I get a letter back saying, thanks for being a loyal customer, and they included a coupon for a 25% discount on their jeans. So I got smart, wrote letters every day to all the stores that carry the brand, asking them to stop supporting the companies who use child labor in sweatshops. And I just kept getting letters back thanking me for my concerns and more coupons for more discounts on more jeans. So I'm telling my friend about it, and she flips out, saying that between all the letters and coupons, some paper company cut down a small forest, driving off two indigenous tribes, hundreds of endangered animals, killing thousands of plant species, some of which may have contained vaccines for HIV, cancer, and syphilis. Meanwhile, the guys cutting down the trees are 13-year-old kids who work night and day for months just to save up enough money to buy a pair of jeans made by child labor in sweatshops. Saving the world isn't easy, but saving a life is. Just one pint of blood can save up to three lives. Visit bloodsaves.com to learn more. This public service announcement was brought to you by the Ad Council. Hey, y'all. This is Stephen Cochran. As a country artist, I have traveled around this great country of ours, often meeting our brave men and women in uniform. And as a Marine and veteran of both the Iraq and Afghan conflict, I know how important it is to thank our troops who defend our freedom each and every day. One of the best ways to thank them is to give their children and spouses the gift of education. Scholarships for two years, four years, and vocational school. This is exactly what a national charity, Thanks USA, does. Please go to their website, www.thanksusa.org, to make a generous donation to the Thanks USA Scholarship Fund for the families of the troops, and I thank you. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer. On the Voice American Sports Network, Jacob, before we went to break, I briefly talked about the rookie, the rookie uh, allocation uh, money pool 
And basically what I was trying to get to was the uh, – I had a question to present to you. I wanted to see uh, what did you think about the NFL uh, rookie, rookie salary scale. Do you think they need to stay the same or change? I think it needs to change. I think it's totally, totally out of control. Uh, I'm, I'm a little – I'm 50-50 on that for two reasons. Uh, my first reason is uh, pretty much the owners and the GMs are the people in charge that kind of finalize the terms and the amount for the rookie contract. And every rookie, number one draft pick rookie contract, salary is based on the last year numbers. For example, Jake Long last year received $30 million in guarantee as offensive tackle from the Miami Dolphins. So those numbers, I mean, it's going to only increase each, every, I mean, each year. And the second reason is that, the, you know, the reason why I sound 50-50 because the second reason I'm kind of like, uh, it needs to change just a little bit. If they can find a way to kind of refunnel the rookie contract money to the vets, then I'm all for it. But if it's just taking the money back and giving back to the owners, I'm like, nah, they need to break the bank on them cats because they're making enough for everybody. Well, Lamont, my thing about rookies is, you know, here you're paying a guy $25 million guaranteed before he make, you know, he takes a snap in the NFL. Whereas you got somebody like Devin Hester, who's making the, uh, NFL max minimum, which is $475,000, and he's pretty much proven himself. So I think it's a little bit out of control. I think what they need to do is set some form of cap for the, you know, maybe the first round, and then there's a drop-off after that. But, you know, right now I think it's totally out of control. Uh, I think it's a – I mean, well, you can say that Matt Stafford, his resume was his college career. I mean, his resume was college career, so he kind of earned that money. Now, as far as this day for moving forward in the NFL, he has to prove himself all over again. But – I'm not, mad that man this this money. I'm not mad that he's getting his money from the league. Do if you the think the game of that money, then he do needs you think the speed of the game at Howard was totally different than the speed of the game in the NFL? It was, it was totally different. But I'm, I'm going to tell you okay, one so thing. Dan, who says that it. Matt Stafford is going to be able to perform at the same level that he did at Georgia and do it at Detroit? But those numbers, see, Jacob, you're getting it confused. Those numbers are not based. That $41 million guarantee is not based on what he's done so far moving forward in the NFL. It's based off his college career. So if they're going to willing to, if somebody, if your employer tells you, Jacob Greer, a new employer tells you, we're going to pay you off the numbers of your, produ- your production that you brought in from your last employer, X amount of dollars, you're going to tell them, no, I haven't proven myself for this company. So I'm going to turn down that money and I'm going to take the base minimum salary that you're going to give me for this new company. No, what I'm saying, Lamar, is why not set a salary amount? Why not set one amount for all first-round guys? And then there's a drop-off from two through seven after that. But there's no way a guy coming from college should make $25 million in guaranteed money without even taking a snap. Well, Jacob, I mean, we can we can argue about this all day and we want to move forward, but at the same time, the owners, I'm not upset with, with Matt Ryan. I'm not upset with Matt Stafford. All these guys are getting these big signing bonuses because at the end of the day, when it's down to, uh, to these agreements, these collective bargain agreements, the owners sit there and agree on this with the union. And once they sign the deal, the deal is done. So once this new agreement comes through next year or the year after, then it's going to be some changes. But uh, let's go ahead and move forward. And to our invited guest, uh, former NBA DL basketball player uh, Albert Richardson. Uh, Albert, you on the line there? Yes, sir, I am. How you hey, doing today, Lamont? I'm doing well, man. Uh, I want to welcome you to the show uh, with my co-host, uh, Jacob Greer. 
Welcome to How the show, doing, Albert. Dick? How you doing, Mr. Grill? I'm good. Hey, Albert, uh, uh, for all the listeners out there, let's go ahead, go ahead and give a little bit of your sports background, a uh, real brief brief uh, background of your sports. Well, my name is Albert Richardson. I uh, appreciate you having me on the show. I'm originally from New Orleans. I reside right now in Houston, Texas. Houston, Texas. Um, I'm a former player of St. John's University, um, the same school Ryan Test played in, played at. Um, I was the the starting center. Is Ryan Test. He he played more more of like kind of like the three from the three to the four position, sometimes two. Wound up leaving there, going to, going overseas. Played for like three countries overseas. Um, one one in Beauvais, France. Another in Finland, and I wind up on um, leaving there, going to a, a team in. Okay. Well, I'm well, going to a team overseas in. Wow, in Korea. I'm sorry. Okay, okay. I, I probably got a bad connection there, which is okay. But uh, yeah. Um, let me go ahead. You mentioned Ron Artest and the NBA playoffs started this week, second round started this week, and Ron Artest and the Houston Rockets is going against the L.A. Lakers tonight. Uh, give us your opinion a little bit on, on what you think uh, the Rockets have done so far in the NBA playoffs. Well, they're playing great. And I'm looking at the situation that they're in. They're playing with a lot of heart. And, and right now, that's what, it, that's what it takes, a lot of heart. And those guys, you know, they're real motivated. And – they're they're not worrying about what no one is saying, you know what happened in the past. Even though they lost, you know games with the Lakers before the playoffs, and they made a statement when they went in their home gym and won their first game. So the night is is going to be huge for them, also. Yeah, I'm talking with former NBA DL basketball player Albert Richardson. Uh, Albert, I'm gonna go ahead and open the floor for my co-host Jacob to see if he had a question for you. Yeah, Albert. Uh, I had a chance. I got a couple of buddies that that play overseas, and I know the adjustment from going overseas and coming into the U.S. And, you know, with the new uh, 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 D League basketball uh, league starting up was a uh, uh, a change for you. Uh, but going back to the uh, going back to the Rockets, since we we're talking about the Rockets, if you were the uh, GM of the Houston Rockets right now, what yeah. would you do with Tracy McGrady? What would I do with Tracy McGrady? To be honest, is is to really release him, <laughs> you know. But he's there in a tough spot with the contract that he has of twenty one million dollars. That is something that you just don't, you just want to give somebody and say you can go on on your way. Especially if you don't have any teams that's willing to to match that deal. In the situation that Tracy's in right now, being hurt, it's going to be hard for anyone to pick him up to give another team money to accept a player that's hurt. You know, he's a good player, you know, a great player. When he's playing, he's playing hard, and he's he's averaging good points. He's, he's scoring about 20, 30 points a game every time he plays. But unfortunately, he's in a situation now where his body isn't allowing him to do so. So they're up in the air with his contract, and you got to look at, too, what, what will we receive for even much trading him to another team? Yeah, I agree with you. But, hey, Albert, with less than three minutes before our break, go ahead and uh, on our show we talk a little bit about former uh, professional players, uh, active yes. former making transition into uh, from off the court to, to the business world. Tell us a little bit, a little bit about your uh, nonprofit organization, uh, Mission to Succeed. Yes, this is a, um organization that I have, me and my wife, 
you know, really thought about and and looking forward to making it a huge success. You know, Mission to Succeed is is really a a, a empowerment. Okay. An empowerment on program to focus on kids. You know, as far as their needs and and as a, a Christian base. You know, as far as morals, ethics, and um, standards, and mainly maintaining a, a health a health self image. Um, and, and plus, getting them um, allowed to get out here in the community and and be positive and 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 make a a, a good example of themselves in, in in the community at large. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. You can never have too many infrastructures as far as uh, nonprofit, positive nonprofit organization that's moving forward, helping the community. Hey, uh, Albert, you have any contact information, website information that anybody out, any listeners out there want to contact you as far as this mission to succeed uh, nonprofit organization? Well, definitely. If you have any questions, you can go to um, my website, um, my email, um, Albert J Richardson at Yahoo dot com. Again, that is Albert J Richardson at Yahoo dot com. And if you know, I don't have too much information that's listed. But if you if if you would leave an email and everything, I'll I'll be happy to inform, get get some information to you back to your email or or, or whatever. And my number also is um two eight one. I mean eight three two three three two forty seven forty four. If you had any have any questions. Well, Albert, I want to thank you again, uh, Jacob, and I want to thank you again for taking time out this evening to come on to the show. Uh, well, man, I we wish you much success. And I, I keep in touch with you. Thank you. You have a All good right, day. Thanks a lot, Albert. Okay. Bye-bye. Next, on the, next after this quick break, we'll talk a little NBA, Major League Baseball, as well as wrap up the show. Next on Outside the Huddle, we'll leave my wheels and co-host, Jacob Greer, on the Voice of America Sports Network. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports what's it like what's it like it's lonely it's really lonely i miss my brother i miss my brother i'm surrounded by other people but it's not the same i've got other people around me but it's not the same it's pretty scary, but I don't let it rattle it's me. It's scary around here, but I don't let it rattle me. You always have to watch your back. There's no one to watch my back. I spend my whole day worried who's out to get me. I'm always me. wondering who's out to get me. But I can take care of myself. But I can take care of myself. No matter what, I'll keep my head up. No matter what, I'll keep my head up. It's not like I have a choice. It's not like I have a choice. This'll all be over in five years, three months, and 17 days. This'll all be over in five years, three months, and 17 days. Go to jail for a gun crime and your family serves a sentence with you. Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. Mom? Dad? How 
long should I wait for you? Mom? If I'm at soccer practice. What if something happens? Will you come get me? There's no reason not to have a plan in case of a terrorist attack. Mom, if you're not home, should we go to the neighbor's house? And some extremely good reasons why you should. Can you tell me? Everybody should have a plan. Take five minutes to talk about where you'll meet and how you'll get in touch with each other in an emergency. For other things you can do to be prepared, visit www.ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. The Sports Mavericks Show redefines the elite athlete by bridging the gap between parents, athletes, and the community. Host Ida Moyer, a.k.a. the Oprah of Sports, brings to the Voice America Network original programming, balancing the pursuit of academic excellence and sports participation. The Sports Mavericks Show airs every Tuesday evening at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Listeners will be engaged in straightforward talk, spontaneous and unscripted by the experts. Ida and her guests will explore the challenges of success and failure in sports and will help athletes and their parents navigate the transition from high school, college, and then on to the pros. We put fun back into sports and recognize role models in sports through our Sports Mavericks All-Star Award program. Tune in Tuesday evenings at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time with Ida Mouillet and the Sports Mavericks Show right here on The Voice. Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer. On the Voice America Sports Network, Jacob, this is our last segment for the for the show so i want to kind of touch base a little bit on some major league baseball uh recap this past weekend our houston astros played the atlanta braves and won the uh won the the three game series over the braves this past weekend the first time in five years they won the series down in uh in atlanta uh our bullpen pretty much jacob stepped up man and, and bailed out the starting pitchers this past weekend yeah, well, I'll tell you what, Lamont, you know, yeah, it's been a long time since, you know, we beat Atlanta in Atlanta. Uh, there was a couple of rain delays, I know, through that series. Uh, but, you know, the, the Astros, they picked it up a little bit, and uh, they went in and got that series. Uh, you know, uh, Berkman is having a, you know, he's having some problems with his bat, but it seems like he's coming around, and uh, that's good for the Houston Astros. Yeah, I got a question for you though. Do you, do you think the Houston Astros has now turned the uh, the last place corner? You think they they hitting all cylinders right now, or is well, I, you what, Lamont, I don't think they're hitting on all cylinders. However, I do think they're beginning to turn a corner. Uh, you know, they're in last place, but you have to understand they're only six games out of first place, and it's my understanding they're only three games out of second place. Uh, so, you know, the season's just begun. It's still young. And, uh, it, you know, it's going to take a little time, but I think they're going to be okay, you know, by the time the All-Star breaks come around. Yeah, man. Once again, y'all, when I say y'all, because you're a former baseball player, you baseball guys, man, y'all, you make statements like, uh, 
only and it's like y'all accepting losing. So I, I, it's this new lingo I'm starting to get. I'm, I'm not used to, but I'm starting to get used to. So let's move forward about this. Uh, like once again, your boy is, is, is in the paper again. Uh, a Rod, uh, Selena Roberts came out. It's coming out this month with a tell-all book about A Rod, uh, steroid story. And then, first thing I thought about Jacob was like, man, this A Rod cat, he can't catch a break from the sports media. And, and once I, you know, I read on it and I heard about it a little bit more, man, it's pretty much this Selena Robinson. She don't, Roberts, she don't even have a smoking gun in this book. She's just pretty much out there talking about his high school days and, and him cheating on uh, having a, a, a infidelity with Madonna and things like that. Well, I tell you what, Lamont, it's, you know, uh, when a person is trying to sell something, they're going to do whatever it takes to make sure that book sells, you know, whether it's the truth or untruth. Uh, you know, the objective of the person who's writing the book is to make sure that it sells. You know, I, I don't know what happened with A-Rod, and I really don't care, you know. Uh, you know, as long as the guy is playing clean now and, uh, you know, and, and moving forward, that's all I'm concerned about. Uh, but, but, you know, hey, he, you know, he's out right now with an injury and he'll be back. The Yankees are suffering a little bit, uh, with a couple of losses to Boston over the weekend. And, uh, you know, but I think he'll be back and I think the Yankees will be back. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing, though. I was thinking about it the other day. I wanted to, <laughs> I'm going to bring this up to Jacob. Uh, so, a question I got for you, Jacob. If you had to stand in, in, in anybody in A Rod's shoes or Mike Vick's shoes uh, at this right now, which one would you pick and why? Wow. Well, first of all, it ain't going to be Michael Vick based on the fact that he's in jail. Uh, so, I think it would have to be A Rod's position. However, you know, I know his image is tarnished a little bit, but, you know, you got to understand people are quick to forgive. And uh, I, I just think he's better. He right now he's better off with all the uh, issues uh, that he has going on in his life. I think he's better off than Michael Vick. Oh, you said A Rod's better than Michael Vick. That I is agree correct. With that. I agree with that. I just man, those, those two brothers there, man. They, <laughs> man, it's, uh, it's, I would love to be their PR rep because they 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 charging a lot of fees right now as far as re, uh, rebuilding their image, man. But Mike, back to Mike Vick. Uh, um, uh, it was a report that came out this week that uh, Tony Dungy uh, fulfilled his his promise to go out there and visit uh, Mike Vick and talk not football but about life. Um, uh, this kind of was kind of a private meeting, so there really was no details about what they talked about and any any details moving forward. But once again, Mike Vick, man, he he had a bad break, which in my opinion, Jacob, he he, he did some bad things. Uh, he had some, you know, life is about choices. He made some bad choices. And he tried to cover him up, and he ended up paying for him. But I think uh, a guy like Mike Vick, man, if he comes out with his head head together, I think he'll be able to bounce back. And I don't really think Mike Vick will play in 2009 because every week the league changes. When I say the league, the NFL changes. So it's going to take him the whole 2009 to get back in physical shape as well as uh, uh, mentally in shape far as with the game and the schemes. And I can see him making a splash in 2011. I mean, the 2010 fall season. Well, I tell you what, Lamont, you know, going back to, you know, talking about Michael Vick, you know, we all make mistakes. And, you know, it's just unfortunate that some of our mistakes are bigger uh, than others. And, you know, I, I you know, I think Michael Vick is going to come out a better person. And what, I, I heard somebody say one time that, you know, Jacob, everybody that goes to prison isn't a bad person. They just made a bad decision. 
And I think that's the situation with Michael Vick. I don't think he's a bad person. I just think he made a bad decision. And, you know, I think, you know, but you know what? I give Tony Dungy all the respect in the world for going and sitting down with Michael Vick and, you know, trying to make sure that he comes out a better person than the way that he went in. And uh, you're right. I don't think it's going to happen in 2009 for Michael Vick. I think it's definitely 2010. Yeah, yeah. And I know Mike personally, so I really don't want to elaborate on that because, I stayed a couple of weeks ago. It's hard to kind of speak on guys like Plexico Bears and then Michael Vick because you know him personally. You have a, a personal relationship with him. But uh, Vick, man, uh, like you said, it's, you know, people make bad choices. And one thing I was taught at an early age is that, you know, you have the freedom of choice but not the freedom of consequences. And, you know, for every action there's a reaction. And, and Mike Vick made a bad mistake, man. He made a bad mistake. And I think if you'd have came up, Early in that in that process, and, and confessed to to the state of Virginia and to the commissioner, I think he would have been punished, but not as so so severe as as being incarcerated for twenty three months. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, uh, he, he definitely didn't come out and, and you know say what he had done. So I think he got punished. Uh, I think he got punished for that. Yeah. Hey, uh, early in the uh, our second segment when we go around the NFL. I wanted to talk about. I didn't get a chance to talk about it because we uh, cut got, got cut short for the break. But uh, guy uh, Sheldon Brown, the cornerback out of the Eagles, he reported to uh, mandatory minicamp this past weekend uh, to avoid uh, daily fines. And Jacob, I want the reason why I want to talk about this is because I, a lot of times you hear guys holding out for money and they getting daily fines um, to a ridiculous amount of money. But I thought this was a great and a smart business move. On Sheldon Brown, even the fact that he's still upset and having issues with the front office, he he understands that he's under contract and it's a business, and he has to report the work. And not just that, <laughs> his job might be replaced. Even if they keep him on the team, he might not play because uh, the Eagles picked up uh, free agent cornerback out of New England, uh, uh, Ellis Hobbs, as well as drafted Victor Harris. So he knows that it's, it's, it's two parts to this thing in football: it's the business side. And it's the player side. So him showing up to mandatory mini camps was a, was a smart business move on this behalf. Well, I tell you what, you know, with the uh, with the Eagles picking up uh, uh, the guy of New England, it it definitely sent a message to him. And you know, now you got a couple of guys competing for your position, and the first thing you want to do is hold out. So, uh, you know, I think the guy was, you know, looking at it from a uh, business standpoint, like you said, and I think it was a good decision for him to show up. Yeah, also, man, when a little brief time I was with the Skins, uh, Coach George Edwards was the linebacker coach, and he had stated to us that, you know, as an active player, you're not just currently playing for this team. You're also, you're also auditioning for, you know, all the other teams in the league because once we trade you or release you, that film goes with you and teams review what you have done, you know, lately. So him going there and having current film on him is a great move and keeping active in the league. But, Jacob, man, it's that time where we want to thank all, all the listeners out there for checking us out each week over, at, over here at Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer. Have a blessed week, and remember, sports plus business equals wealth. Peace. Thanks for joining Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer. 
We're back next week for another live show, Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central, and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Check back with us on the Voice America Sports Channel. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.